Today, we chat with Katie Lee, brand and consumer insight leader at IKEA. Since her first college internships, she has been well-researched, thoughtful, and intentional about her career moves, and it has paid off. Her extensive experience in the industry highlights the importance of taking roles that give you a range of projects to work on. She grew from these challenges, narrowed in on what she enjoys doing, and gained experience working with other teams. We also talk about the importance of finding opportunities that allow you to give back to others, which is why she started Plan Her Collective, an online learning dashboard that is geared to helping women entrepreneurs navigate their marketing challenges. There is so much to learn from Katie's journey. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Ad Undergrad Podcast. I'm Katie Moy, along with my co-host, Julian Lewis. Wait, stop the music. Katie, do you mind calling me Professor Lewis? But Julian, you're an adjunct professor. All right, fair enough. As practitioners of marketing and advertising, Katie and I wanted to give back to you, undergrads, recent grads, and those early in your careers looking to switch industries. In each episode, we'll highlight the career paths of practitioners and provide you with actionable knowledge to apply early in your journeys. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Ad Undergrad Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Ms. Katie Lee, who I met as another Adweek mentee in the Adweek Mentorship Program. So we always have to give love and support to Adweek for bringing us together. But Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. Indeed. So, you know, we really want to dive deep into your career and understand you know, your current role that you have um, at Ikea. But before we do that, let, let's go back. Let's go back to Villanova when you're a student um, and studying communications and media studies. Um, why did you select that major? And then how did you kind of get started in your career? So I selected that major because I went in on a liberal arts uh, focus and you can choose a deeper focus within that. And within media and film, you could... Uh, take courses on public relations, on advertising, on marketing, um, on filmmaking. So it had all these kind of creative aspects that I was interested in, but also business aspects. So I chose that because that's where my interests were at the time. And it allowed me to explore all of those. Did you end up focusing on one of those during your time there? Or you were you able to get just a broad overview in everything? So to get the bachelor's in that, you had to take all of them. And actually, that was even better because then you get a taste for what you do like and what you don't like. So it helped me understand like, oh, you know, I really enjoy marketing. You know, public relations was fun, but I feel like marketing coming out of college was going to be something I was going to focus more on. Um, And it was an interesting experience because I also enjoyed filmmaking, like getting in there, trying new tools. So there was a digital aspect there. So back then, digital marketing didn't really exist. So, you know, it's funny to see the two come together now. And I have used it throughout my career as well. That's phenomenal. I guess in terms of your your first job, you know, you, it shows here that you were an account manager at Sweeney Vesti, uh, which is more of like a, a PR company, if, if we're not mistaken. But I guess what was your exact role there? And, and how were you actually able to get in the in the door there? Understanding that your major aligned but what do you think actually helped you get in the door there? So when I was graduating from Villanova, I had a plan. I was going to get a job in New York City. 
And the reason I decided to do that was uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey. So New York City was my closest city at the time. But I had a feeling and, you know, from talking to other people, uh, there's always this there there is always this saying that goes, hey, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So I want to bring myself out of my comfort zone because, you know, going into the business was going to be tough for anyone because you're changing your routine, you're changing your daily habits. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw myself in there in like the hardest environment that I could imagine and see how it goes. Because I knew it was going to be important to build a thick skin. And I really wanted to build up my grit because, you know, in a work environment, it's very different from a school environment, right? So there's lots of skills you need to learn. And I felt like if I put myself in a fast paced environment, I could get there faster. That's great. I feel like that's very um, wise for a, a recent grad. Was that something that you had already started thinking about as an undergrad and were there activities or, um, you know, extracurriculars that you were starting to kind of build up that grittiness or resilience before you graduated? So throughout my four years of college, I had a part-time job as a graphics coordinator for the media department. So I had experience in marketing very early on. I was making signs for the school. I was editing things on the website. I was editing images. So it was great because the department I worked for let me play in all those areas. They didn't just force me to do this one thing. They let me touch on different projects to see where my interests were. And I always had a feeling I was going to go into marketing. And something I can't emphasize enough for students is when you get the chance, do in a lot of internships when you're in college, because that is what's going to give you that real life experience, let you know if you're even interested in that area. Um, one of the most important things that happened to me in college was I did an internship to study abroad in London, and it was half an internship and you were still getting credits for your courses. So, uh, again, it was an opportunity to work in a city, a very large city, right? London in the UK. And I was placed because uh, it was a program through Boston University. So universities ha have programs where they can um, cross students over to other programs. You just have to you know, do the paperwork for that. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me early in my career because having a internship in uh a media agency or advertising agency in London was looked really good on my resume. I was a media planning intern uh, for Media Edge CIA. It's currently called WaveMaker. They still exist today. And I work, I got to work on the Chanel brand. It was a lot of real life experience that happened in college. It's something you could probably wouldn't even imagine. Like how, how did this happen? Um, but the opportunities are there, but I had to look for it. It wasn't like people were coming from the university telling you, hey, look at all these great opportunities. You need to be curious enough to do the research and ask about it and look for it. Yeah, I love I love those two examples because one, you had a job on campus that was doing the work. You know, for like me, I worked at an online, like not, sorry, for me, I worked at a market on campus, which I wasn't applying my degree to. I guess I had a communications degree, so I had to talk to people, but um, you were actually applying the work that you were learning along the way. And so that gave you an edge. And then, you know, I've, I've, I've heard about, you know, people studying abroad, but it's usually to take studies and to explore, but I haven't heard of many people doing it through an internship. 
Um, and so I think that is um, something to highlight as well. And like looking for those opportunities because like there's a lot of people who've been in the industry for as long as all of us almost combined that don't get to work on a brand like Chanel. And so for you to do that as an internship, I'm sure gave you a, a great view into the industry. Yes, it definitely did. And even though, uh, because the program was very cognizant about your focus and your interests. So they're like, we're able to place you at an ad agency. Uh, I know you're more interested in the creative side, but uh, we only have an opportunity on the media side. Are you okay with that? I was like, of course, you know, I, I don't, I didn't know enough about the media side in order to not be able to try it out. And it was actually a great experience in the end because later in my career life, I had to work with media people all the time. They were my partners in crime. So it was actually very interesting how everything turned out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's allowing us to have the conversation. We're media people. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Like if you have an opportunity to learn a side that you might not be as passionate about, it's mm -hmm. going to allow for you to be successful in your career because at some point, exactly to your point, you're going to have to be able to communicate with those folks. So I, I guess, you know, kind of moving beyond that, you know, you went over to be a producer um, of user experience at Comcast. So I guess, help me understand like what the difference in that role was versus what you're doing as an account manager and why you decided to make that leap and then kind of come back to digital marketing thereafter. So uh, coming out as an account manager, and I would recommend to students who are entering the field if you have the opportunity to work on the agency side or the B2B side, so, you know, business to business, I feel like it's a great way to jump in and get a lot of uh, different experiences and an amount of clients under your belt in a shorter amount of time. And it actually helps you speed up your project management skills, your account management skills, things that you need to be more proactive and productive later in your career. And uh, it's something I, you know, couldn't, I mentioned to people I've mentored in the past, students, people who are just a few years underneath me. I was like, if you get the chance, like if you could still do agency or B2B work, do it. Like it will give you it will open your eyes to what other brands are like because when you're figuring out your career, you want to know what you're gravitating towards. So what happened was as an account manager for four years at Sweeney Bestie, uh, I've almost done everything that I could possibly think of. Work on these great brands, um, work on great projects between print, events, and online. So websites, podcasts, everything you could think of. Uh, but what happened was I reached a point where I was focusing in and I was really interested in digital. So <laughs> I did something pretty crazy in 2009. I took the risk of leaving a job that was comfortable for me um, to move to another city and look for my next job and not just accepting any job that came along the way. So uh, 2009 was the tail end of the Great Recession, guys. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it was not the best time to make these career moves. But I, I was just determined. I was like, no, I'm not going to accept any job that comes to me. I had worked with recruiters. I was looking for jobs on my own, but it had to, something had to click. So uh, one of the recruiters placed me with Comcast. And so... I thought that was a great opportunity. They're like, this is a newly created role. It's associate producer. They're kind of an integrator within the user experience team 
to be the cross-functional partners with all the other departments. So like business department and the development department. So I was like advocating for the UX team, uh, but also being able to speak the language of uh, those other departments based on my client experience uh, really helped me in that role. And it, uh, I can't tell you, Comcast was so digitally advanced <laughs> and as they should be. Uh, I was, it really pushed me outside my comfort zone again because I was learning a new brand. I was learning new digital skills. And uh, I worked with a bunch of really smart UX strategists and art directors. They were very insightful and it focused on the consumer. And I thought that was very interesting. As a marketer, you know, consumers are obviously your target audience, they are the focus, and the user experience does the same, but uh, looks more on their online footprint. And it was a great experience because it let my marketing brain touch my digital brain. And you really come, you know, develop these skills that was really helpful throughout my career. And I think students today can really relate to the the tail end of the recession, just in terms of how the market's looking. What were some guiding principles of how you like kind of held strong to like waiting out for the right job or company. Like, did you know what you were looking for or was it just, you know, you had, you know, certain elements kind of sorted out and you were waiting for the the right job to come through? What's, what's advice you can give in, in that department? Yeah, I feel like when I was four years in, you have a stronger desire for a certain type of brand and a certain type of job. And that was coming into focus for me. And so uh, coming out of college, I feel like your brain is just fresh. You want to try things out. You don't know if it's going to be good or bad until you actually uh, do the work. So, you know, when I went over to Comcast, it was more about that. It had to be a brand that I knew about already, had some background on. I do my research. Like I look on uh, websites, I look on reviews. And back then there wasn't as many, but you know, I Google search like it was my job. And so it was really important for me because I was like, I didn't leave something that was comfortable uh, from a financial perspective, from a job perspective to just jump onto any old job. It had to be right. And right from a brand values perspective, right from a culture perspective, right from a learning and growing my career perspective. So I felt like all those things fit uh, when I worked with my recruiter um, to find this opportunity because he really listened to me and uh, about my interests, about my passions. And he found me an opportunity that felt like a perfect fit at the time. I love the the theme that I'm hearing just in terms of you discovering that media, that media role um, on your campus, as well as the internship in London, like you're doing your homework. Like you're not just sitting and waiting for opportunities to come. You're doing your homework to start to figure out what you might ultimately want to do or at least do next. And I think that's that's key that, you know, yes, opportunities will come to people. But like if you really want to make a dent in your career and have a better path or direction, like doing that homework in advance um, is really going to set you up for success. Because if you walked to that recruiter and it was just like, I don't know, I'm in this new city, like you tell me that like, you probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now, <laughs> but, but no, like, exactly. yeah, but like you, you did your homework, you presented that information and you landed in a position that seems like was really pivotal in your career. Um, and so I think that's awesome that you're, you're, you're willing to do that work to make that happen. 
Yep. And, you know, my advice to students, be proactive. I was like, Google search, or even before Google search, I had to use MSN search back in college and Google <laughs> search came in the middle of college. Um, look up the companies, look up brand roles. You can read the descriptions to see if you're interested in it. And so many job websites have reviews now. You can see reviews about companies to know about their brand culture, to know about the work environment. And I feel like that's something that should help guide you uh, on the reasons why you, you should apply for that company and that job. So that's awesome. So, you know, it, it didn't seem like you were in that role at Comcast that long, um, which right. I do want to highlight. Um, but, but I guess, but why? And then like, how did that then take you to Ikea, which you're now at, but kind of boomerang back to? Yep. So I'm not going to paint rainbows and butterflies for people. I'm going to be pretty transparent. So uh, that time frame at Comcast the year that I joined. So I took a risk because I took a role that was newly created, right? So it's a role that didn't exist. That means processes are not in place for this new role either. And uh, further, I think later in that year, what happened was uh, Comcast was merging with NBC. So a merger was happening. And what happens during a merger is that uh, companies uh, go through a reorganization to optimize for efficiency and work uh, for both of those companies because it's becoming one. So the person or the president who had approved of my role uh, left to become the president of NBC because all these shifts were happening at the time. So I already had some early alerts that this was happening. Uh, so I already started looking for my next opportunity. And uh, funny enough, when I look back at the time, it seemed really frustrating because that was my first reorganization. That's the first time I worked for a company that went through uh, a merger. And it's a new experience, a very stressful one. Uh, but it led me to IKEA. And I didn't even know IKEA was located uh, in greater Philadelphia. And that opportunity was a job that I stayed at the longest throughout my career. And how did you transition the skills from your previous roles into a digital marketing and advertising manager on like the brand side? So when I applied at Ikea, they were hiring for their content team. Uh, it's when you go work in marketing, so many teams have different names. So it's called the communications team, it's also content marketing, also advertising. There's many names <laughs> used for this, but you get to work on the actual advertising. So they were looking for someone who had a digital background and coming from Comcast, that really helped me because I told them about uh, creating mobile, tablet and website experiences, looking at bringing in key messages from a marketing perspective. So that really helped me. And during my time at Ikea, I launched and managed uh, social media platforms, eight in total after I left. Wow. Um, and, it, and creating our own social media community website too during that time frame. And it was one of the greatest uh, experiences of my life because I got to work on the content side. I worked on producing TV commercials. I got to work on radio, print, uh, social media. Uh, I got to really put my hands into the creative side. And that was something I was leaning towards. And it was an excellent experience. Um, it can be very stressful because you're working on production and lots of things are happening. But all my previous skills 
working with multiple clients, working in a digital environment prepared me for this type of role. Is there a piece of work that you're most proud of um, having worked on at IKEA? Oh, so hard. All of them are so good. (laughs) Um, I was really proud of the social media community site that we had created. It lasted for seven years, uh, longer than buying people. So (laughs) it was really interesting experience because we were just growing all our social media platforms. And we noticed that consumers and fans were sharing their IKEA spaces already. So we thought about creating a microsite where fans can upload their spaces. They should share it. And so it was a great opportunity to bring in that social media knowledge onto a website. And then I got to bring out all my great Comcast skills from working with user experience. Uh, And it was a funny experience because when I was working with the agencies, they would send me designs to review and I would send it back and ask for, can I see the wireframes? I want to see how the flow works first before we decide on design. And that that can only happen when you work in a digital environment already. Mm-hmm. Any other opportunity you might have not asked for, why would you want to look at the wireframes? I was like, there is a lot of interactive features on this website. I need to make sure the flow is right before I approve the creative. And so there was lots of strategy that was put into there. And I got to manage a blog team. So it was designed by IKEA blog. So it was included other IKEA people, people on the PR team, media team, people who are interested about talking about uh, IKEA products and design and being the head editor who was managing the editorial schedule. So this website was its own beast by itself. (laughs) But then I was like, you know what? Let's do a blog for it too. (laughs) And then bring in all these people. And it felt like a really collaborative experience and that you were building a community. I think that's why I was so proud of it. That sounds like an awesome project. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, agency giving broad experience, you know, that tends to be a theme that comes up um, with other people we've talked to. Um, But if a student is interested in starting at a brand like Ikea, what are entry-level jobs or where can students start to look um, when maybe they only have, you know, an internship experience from college or maybe no experience yet? Yep. So on the brand side, and I remember, I recall this clearly at Comcast and Ikea, they had co-op and internship programs. So you can enter that way uh, and spend a semester working as a marketing assistant, marketing coordinator. They have lots of uh, different titles for this, but it's usually followed by assistant title or coordinator title. Um, You can apply through generally their websites or reach out to their department heads and they will point you in the right direction. I just remember that it was interesting working with uh, people who applied directly to those brands. Uh, Usually it was collaboration with the school or based on what they had on their resume, they sometimes would hire out, like they would post it in their regular job posting sometimes to these entry level positions. And what happens is if you did it from an internship or in a co-op experience, you had a better chance of uh, applying for that entry level role. That's extremely helpful. And I think getting to like understanding what is that entry level position is, is like so important um, and that things that we've heard from students. So, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so we do want to, we do want to make a bit of a pivot um, because we want to talk about, you know, not just like what you're doing 
back at Ikea now, but we want to talk about like what you're doing even well beyond that. You know, if, if we look at the education section of your um, LinkedIn profile, it says certificate in women's entrepreneurship. Like what, what exactly is that? And then let's talk a lot about like how you've been able to uh, apply that. Sure. So I've, been in the marketing industry and working on my career for 15 years. But for half of my career, I was involved in startups. So whether it was joining in in startup competitions or mentoring startups in marketing, uh, that was something I was passionate about and I was doing on the side uh, to help these upcoming businesses uh, with their launches or with their pitch. And it's because it comes from a place where I was trying to find more ways to challenge myself. If I felt that I worked at my career, uh, my current job, and I was not learning enough, I would do something to try to change things up, to put me in a situation where I had to find new and innovative ways to solve problems. And the startup community, the entrepreneurial community is the best way to do that. You're working with people who are trying to move very fast and have these great ideas that they're passionate about. And so I naturally uh, felt, uh, what's the word, attracted to them because of this this deep passion and this deep uh, need to constantly be innovating. And so it helped me in my career uh, to decide the next steps and also you know, it's just great giving back, like mentoring and passing your knowledge on is something I think everyone should do. It's very rewarding experience. And it's, it's an opportunity to help someone. So one day they can help someone else as well. Yeah. I mean, and if I, if I, if I heard that it's, it's, you know, you're doing a job that you enjoy, but maybe there's only so much you can take from it. So you have options and some people leave and they try to find it somewhere else and then run into that problem again, or like they can do with what you did and do is find those opportunities outside. And it's only going to help you to become more well-rounded. So let's talk more specifically about like how you've really applied this. And um, we really want to dive into, to plan her and and really understand more about that organization and your, your role within it and, and like the mission of the, the organization. Sure. So back in, I think it was around 2018, it was the height of the Me Too movement. And I was kind of sitting around reflecting and thinking about how can I support women during a time when it feels like so much has been taken away. And so it felt like this heavy burden on your shoulders. And I was like, I've been working on my career at Singular, right? Just working on my own individual career. But what is something that I can do to give back to women? And how can I do that at scale? Because your marketing and business brain is like, you can't do this one-on-one. You have to try to think about how you can do this at scale. So what I thought about was that because I came from marketing and I helped all these big brands get to uh, achieve their goals, why couldn't I do this for women business owners or entrepreneurs? So, uh, you know, with my business brain, I started doing some early market research. I built a beta website where I was just gearing interest to see how many women business owners were interested in getting help from uh, people, uh, marketers, uh, women in the business who want to help other 
women entrepreneurs. And what I found was at first, you know, I'm just slowly putting it out there. I joined like these other, these women entrepreneurial groups, uh, Facebook groups to see and gear interest. And so many people signed up and I didn't have anything on this website yet. It was just a page to sign up if you were interested. And I thought, oh my God, there is a demand for this. So I should, I need to get started. So I started doing lots of research on how to get this done, building out a website. I'm familiar with websites, but I don't build them from scratch. So I tried to talk to other startup founders and do my research to see how I could get this going. And what I did with my beta group, so it was like a group of 200 to 300 women who were invited to test out this website was to ask feedback. So there were surveys on every single web page to ask if they found that it was helpful uh, to really gear what areas of marketing they need the most help with. The reason I thought marketing would be a really good topic to support women business owners was the statistic I found at the time was the reason most women-owned businesses don't survive after their fifth year is because of marketing. Marketing was one of the top three reasons. And I thought, well, if I can help them and I could bring other people to help them with their marketing, maybe they can last longer. Maybe they can get there faster. Um, so what happened in 2019 was I was gearing up and doing all these tests uh, with the select group of women and also uh, putting my outreach out there to other women marketers to see if they were interested. There was lots of coordination that needs to take place to see how uh, you could keep this organized, what kind of materials to build. And what I landed at was, okay, I need to create a website with an online learning dashboard. Because what it turns out to be in the end is this is an online mar marketing learning hub. I need to provide resources and it has to be in a way that uh, is a educational environment so they can see their progress. And so uh, I am very into checking out software and tech. So I evaluated every platform, looked at every service and feature to try to optimize this. Um, and I got to a place where I'm about to launch. But COVID hit. So when COVID hit, I was, uh, what's the word, paralyzed? I had to think about what I wanted to do because I felt like this was not top of mind for people right now. And so I took the time to step back and look at what was happening with our environment and really think about what the priorities were. Uh, part of my job at IKEA was looking at the environmental factors uh, of how life was changing, how consumer behavior was changing because of the pandemic. And I also used that knowledge to apply to my entrepreneurial projects. I was like, okay, what makes sense right now? So what happened recently was Stats had come out about August and September. In August and September, 865,000 uh, jobs were lost and for women because women were no longer working or looking for work. And it, again, it felt devastating because in comparison to men, uh, 216,000 men lost their jobs during the same time frame. And so I said, you know, Katie, this can't be a coincidence. I was like, you you see this right in front of you, that that deep pressure and that um, need to help was very strong again. And so I started picking up uh, where I left off, uh, contacting other people who were helping out with the website to really get it up. And now we're on track to launch next month. It's a soft launch. 
Uh, but it is much needed because I can see that now. Before, I think I was blinded by the big environments and events that were happening around us. But now I can see that in this more digitally advanced, demanding world that we live in, that this could really help them. That is such a great mission and a really wonderful way to give back to the community. Is there anything that continues to surprise you about this industry? Right. I feel like with marketing, (laughs) so what's going to surprise you about the marketing industry is how many jobs there are under marketing. I think there's over like 200 titles. There's brand marketing, there's content marketing, there's direct marketing, um, sales and PR is put under marketing and advertising is under marketing. So I think what would really help, especially for undergrads and people just coming out of college, is to really know. Um, and it's funny because when we talk about marketing, it's not necessarily about the hard skills. It's actually about the soft skills. So these are things like looking into do you know what your EQ is? This is something every brand I apply to asked at some level. They want to make sure you are a good culture fit, that you are a good personality fit with the team that you'd be joining on. EQ is really important. I had to take Myers-Briggs, Clifton Strength Finder. Uh, the one that students can take that is free is 16 personalities. Just to find out what your personality type is, So you know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then you can also start understanding the other people around you. Because in marketing, you work with so many partners. You have to know how to manage relationships. And that is very different for any function that you're working on. So if you work with sales, you might have a different relationship from when you work with legal or finance. So you need to be able to adjust how you communicate and then project manage and make the best out of your uh, teamwork that you need to do together in order to successfully execute a project. Uh, The other thing I would talk about is proactiveness. Um, Lots of the things that came from when you're hiring someone new and entry level, they seem very timid at first. But I think that you can take uh, something that you don't know and treat it like curiosity. If you're curious about something, it interests you, you're going to look further and deeper in order to understand it better. And that's going to help you to get to that place where you can be proactive, ask insightful questions, show your passion and willingness to help others. Because when you come off as proactive, you're going to do more innovative things within marketing. You're going to propose things that other people might have not seen. You might create a new project that didn't exist before. And that only comes from a place of curiosity and proactiveness. Yeah, that's awesome advice. Uh, Final question, just any uh, advice you would give yourself as an undergrad based on what you've learned um, in the last 15 years? Yes, so I would say be proactive now. Uh, Work on your resume and your portfolio. Even if you have no experience, I think the misconception is a resume is only something with real experience. But if you were a graphic designer, you could have designed a school project and that could still be part of your portfolio. Uh, You can create projects on your own and you can do volunteer work where, especially now during the pandemic, when so many businesses need help for a local business that you love and would uh, want to support and 
you know, create some marketing for them, uh, help them with their social media. And that's experience that you could put on your resume. Uh, I think what is really hard for marketers throughout their career is updating their resume. I would put it in your calendar to update it at least once a year. So you get used to doing it. So when the time comes and you worked at a company for over four or five years, you don't feel overwhelmed that you had to update your resume from the very beginning. It comes from a place where when you're regularly updating your resume, you, you will know what was the uh, top of mind project and result at the time versus looking back in history and trying to remember what you did your freshman year of university or something to that effect. So. Um, be proactive, do your research. And yeah, I mean, you if you really want to know what it's like to be a marketer, I think you should reach out to them. Reach out to them on LinkedIn. I think during COVID and the pandemic, it's been people have been more willing to help and mentor and provide advice. And, you know, I think that's what's so great about this ad undergrad podcast. If I knew this podcast existed when I was in college, I would be listening to it. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. Um, and, you know, since you're open to people reaching out, how how can folks find you? So they can find me on LinkedIn uh, at Hey Katie Lee, or they can find me on Twitter uh, at Hey Katie Lee as well. And yeah, just reach out. But let me know that you're coming from the Ad Undergrad podcast. A pet peeve of mine is when people just want to connect, but they don't tell you where they know you from. So uh, yeah, just leave a friendly note and I would get back to you. That's great. Thank you, Katie Lee. Like we really appreciate you coming on and, um, dropping knowledge uh, for students. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you again for your ears. We want to incorporate your questions on the podcast. Please email us at hello at adundergrad.com. And don't forget to follow us on all platforms at the ad undergrad. Tune in next time as we capture more paths of industry practitioners.